We're now going to uh, turn our attention to our, uh, our, our, our scripture for today. As we continue our series of Time to Pray, we focus today on give us our daily bread. I just want to ask you a question. When you wake up in the morning, are you in a position where you that day have to figure out and think about where you're going to get your next meal? Do you worry when you wake up in the morning about how you're going to feed yourself or your family or your children? Chances are, probably no. Don't get me wrong, I've just spoken about the Knee Project and we know that more and more people in this area are in that place. And please know that if you are, again, just get in touch and we will help you wherever we possibly can. But I'd venture to say that for the majority of us, we don't wake up and think about where we're going to get our next meal. And I would venture to say a bit further that actually when we pray and we spend our time with God, we don't actually say, Lord, help me find my next meal. Yet we see that that's how Jesus teaches us to pray. So we're going to turn to our first reading today. And I'm sure that if you've been with us throughout the series, you might be almost a bit kind of tired and fatigued of going back to Matthew 6, 9 through 14. But please know that there's a reason why we're um, kind of going back to this scripture repeatedly, because it, it's, it's the linchpin for the series. And hopefully the more you read it, the more you're maybe memorizing it, the more God is speaking to you by his spirit and maybe bringing something new and afresh every time. But it's the anchor to our series, and so we're going to turn to it. So let's read now. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. It's an amazing reading. It's an amazing bit of Scripture. And hopefully, as we continue to read it and pray in it and seek God in it, you are hearing the Holy Spirit bring something new and fresh to you every time. But today, having already traveled through our Father in heaven, that, that intimacy that we see of the Father, that, that unity that we have in His presence. After we've traveled through, hallowed be your name, the, the praise and adoration that is, do His name. After we've traveled through, your kingdom come. The fact that we have to bow down to our Father in heaven, to let Him be our King above all, to let Him reign. After we've traveled through, your will be done. To allow God's desires to be the ones that we pray. That God's desires would be the ones that we try and live out. After traveling through all of that. Both that of the kingdom, his kingdom coming and uh, his will being done. Reflecting that of the, the heavens. Heaven on earth. That perfection that we see of his reigning. That perfection that we see of his desires. After we travel through all of that. Jesus teaches us to pray, give us today 
our daily bread. And in this, we see that Jesus is teaching us to rely on God daily for our provision. It's our daily bread. Each day, God is going to give us enough for today. Each day, our sustenance, our makeup, what we need to survive today. Not for two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten days a year, but for today. Give us today our daily bread. Now this may seem ridiculous possibly to you as you sit there listening, as you maybe read it, you might be going, well, hold on, this was obviously for a different time because in the consumeristic world that we live in, 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 this, in this time and place where actually you don't just think about today, but you think about every day in the future. But our Lord and Savior, our King of Kings says, pray for what you need daily. For that day. What he's teaching us is countercultural. It goes against what the world today, perhaps even more so in this strange time, would teach. Because the world right now is saying, get as much as you can. Stockpile it. We see and have seen throughout the world. There being shortages of food, shortages of flour to make daily bread. Not because there's been a shortage in the world that we've run out of the materials that we need. But because people have been getting for more than just their daily needs. We have seen that this consumeristic world that we live in, especially in this period of time of weirdness that we're in, has gone completely opposite to what Jesus has taught us to pray. Give us today our daily bread. The world teaches us to think about that little bit extra because the truth is we don't know what tomorrow brings, right? We have to be ready. How many of you are sat there watching this thinking, well, yeah, actually I had a, I had a box for Brexit. I had a Brexit box because you just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Or, or you're sitting there watching, the moment we went on lockdown, I had a Brexit box that became a lockdown box. Because I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. How many of us have bought more pasta than what we need? More toilet rolls than what we need? More flour or bread than what we need? Oh, we can put it in the freezer to survive. Just in case. And how many of us on the flip side have actually woken up and prayed, Lord, give me today my daily bread. Give me today what I need to survive. Lord, provide the food on my table today. Now, I don't know about you, but as soon as I start looking at what's been going on, this getting more than what we need for the day, getting more than what we want or desire possibly and trying to stockpile it, it automatically brings me to one account in the Bible. And maybe you're not surprised to hear, but we're going to go to Exodus. That's right, we're going to go to Exodus 16, 11 through 20. And, and if you're just joining us for the first time, let me just tell you right now, you'll hear Exodus a lot from me because I love Exodus. I, of course, love the Gospels. And I, I, I hang everything that I am on, on Jesus and, and his life and his death and his resurrection and, and the entirety of Scripture, really. But there's something about Exodus. How I see myself, how I see our cultures and our societies repeating the same mistakes over and over. I see us in that. And so today we're going to dive in 
to Exodus 16, 11 through 20. And let's be honest, we all knew it was going to be coming sooner or later. So maybe a little bit sooner than you expected, maybe a little bit later. But nonetheless, let's read. It says, The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, At twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some gathered little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who had gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. And then Moses said to them, No one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept a part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. It's an amazing account in Scripture. And I don't know about you, but I see such brilliant parallels to the world that we have outside right now. The world that we are living in. We might be in lockdown, but the world that we're a part of, I see doing exactly what the Israelites did. There is enough food in our country and realistically in the world for every single human being to have, yet there are plenty who are starving. We live in a country where there was no need for us to stockpile, yet we did. And please don't mishear me. This is not about me making you feel guilty if you, in fact, were one of those people. Because don't get me wrong, I understand it. I understand the drive in us to say, well, hold on, I got people to think about. I got people to look after. What about tomorrow? What happens if this? What? I, and I, I get that. Please don't mishear. But Jesus teaches us to pray. Give us today our daily bread. And we see the Israelites in that scripture, in a time of national crisis, because let's be honest, they've left what they knew to be normal. Now, it wasn't the greatest of situations. They were enslaved, but it was their normal. It was what they'd grown accustomed to. And we see that the Israelites, even when Moses pulls them out, at first they're like, why have you now pulled us out? The Egyptians are after us, and, and they're going to kill us in the middle of the desert. You should have just left us to what we knew. They're grumbling and complaining constantly. And in the middle of this kind of crisis... They start thinking, well, hold on a second. Where are we going to get food from? And God hears them and says to Moses to tell them, hey, they'll have the meat and the bread that they need, but let them gather it daily. Let them gather. Don't, don't keep it. Don't store it. And those who did store it, those who didn't trust in God's promise for the next day, those who didn't, their food was filled with maggots and rotted and started to smell. I wonder how often maybe we find ourselves not trusting that promise 
and find ourselves with a whole stack of food that is maybe rotted and starting to smell. Because you see, the Israelites were planning, trying to plan for the future. They were like, well, the what if, as we journey this desert, what if I'm hungry tomorrow and it doesn't uh, rain food from heaven? What if that doesn't happen? And even though God had told them to take only what they need for today, they didn't trust God. Their actions reflect a, a lack of trust for God. I, I have to... I have to ask, and this is a, a tough one because some of us won't like this question, but do we trust God? I mean, if you're a Christian, you've been journeying your, your faith for a while, you'd say, yes, of course you, I do. Of course I do. But when the Israelites would have said the same thing, they would have said they trusted God, but their actions did not reflect the fact that they trusted God. Do we trust God? Does it feature in our prayers? Because it's a real poignant fact that we have to trust our Lord and Savior in what He teaches us, in what He's done for us. And if we trust that He is enough, that His, His death on the cross was enough for us then and enough for, now, for us now, enough to pay the price for us, if we trust that His resurrection means that we also too will have an eternal life, then we must also trust everything that He taught us. Part of his teaching is that of genuinely seeking God daily for our provisions. Now, I don't know what that looks like for us moving forward, church. As a, as a church, we live in a deficit budget. <laughs> and we have to move forward trusting and being good stewards of the finances that we have, but, but trusting that as God calls us, hey, Lord, what is for today? Provide, please, Lord. Our daily bread as a church, what is it? And for us as families, as individuals, we have to trust, okay, Lord, what is it for today? But you know what's amazing about Jesus' teaching of the daily bread is it's not just about food provision. It is not just about the provision of the physical. But we see that Jesus isn't just speaking of the physical food, but also of spiritual food. And you might be thinking, what? What do you mean, Adrian? It's very clearly talking about bread. Bread is food. How is that spiritual, Adrian? But when Jesus was in the wilderness, and, and the devil is tempting him, the devil says to Jesus, if you're so hungry because you're not eating, then and you are who you say that you are, turn that rock, those rocks, into bread and eat. And Jesus, in quoting Deuteronomy 8.3, says this. It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. You see, we are called to live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. We are taught by Jesus to seek God's word daily. We are taught... By Jesus, to listen to his word, to, to hear him, to hear what he's saying daily. And so you ask maybe now, okay, well, hold on. Jesus is talking about listening to God. Well, how can I discern his voice? How can I tell it's God I'm listening to and not the world? How can I tell that it's, it, it, it's actually God? 
if, if you and I had just met, and you gave me your telephone number, and I called you, and you didn't have me saved into your phone, you wouldn't know who I was. And as I spoke to you, I'd, I'd introduce myself to you and say, oh, this is Adrian, this is how we met. And you'd hear my voice and you little by little get to know me. And the more conversations that we have, the more we speak on the phone, the more we speak face to face, the more you listen to my voice, the more you recognize me. And so chances are, if we've had conversations on a regular basis, you could close your eyes and hear me at a distance, or you could hear someone on the phone and say, hold on, I can hear that voice. I've learned how to recognize, you know what, Adrian's voice is, is, is slightly annoying, maybe, I don't know, but Adrian's voice is, is slightly uh, maybe rougher, or, or he, he, he goes up and down with his volumes and his intonations, or you know what, simple one, Adrian's voice is slightly more American than those around me, and so when you hear that, you start to recognize my voice. It's the same thing with God. The more you listen to God, the more you speak to Him, the more you spend time in prayer with Him, the more you grow to listen and recognize His voice. It's not a trick statement. Jesus isn't trying to catch us out. He's not trying to fool us in any way, shape, or form. He's just saying, spend time daily crying out, speaking to your Father. And ask for him, ask from him for your daily bread. Seek for him all the words that you're called to live off of. His guidance, his teaching. As you spend more time with him, you recognize him more. You hear him more. You can pick him out of a crowd. If you've known me long enough, you could probably hear my voice and pick me out of a crowd. Because you've gotten to know me. You see, we recognize his voice by spending more time with him. Are we carving out time daily to spend in God's presence? Are we trying every day to seek him, to pray? Are we seeking to listen to him? So often in our prayers, we come with our lists, our shopping list at times of, Lord, here it is. I need you to do it. But are we spending time just listening to what he might want to feed us? What we might need to grow? God, what are you saying to me right now? Even right now in the middle of this service as you watch, I would venture to say that God is speaking to you. That by His Spirit, He is whispering, or maybe He's got your heart pumping about something, or maybe He's made you angry about something, or maybe He's pointed something out that you need to swap out and change. And if you listen carefully, it's not my words, it's not my voice. It's God that you're hearing. And it may be that God is speaking something to you that has nothing to do with this service, but everything to do with where you are with Him. Let Him speak in to your life. But there's also more than just that. Because you see, when we think of Jesus as bread, as Christians, maybe if you've, if you've done Bible studies and Bible reading, uh, you'll know that there's one specific passage that will probably come to mind. And that is John 6, 32-40. And it says this, 
Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. And then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never go thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you don't believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. How amazing is that? It's a great scripture reading. And one of the things that we see very clearly stated is that Jesus is the bread of life. In praying, give us today our daily bread. Jesus is teaching us to take of him daily. To learn from him. To meet with him. To allow him to minister into our lives. To allow him to teach us and speak into everything that we've got daily. Daily. But I just want to take a quick pause here for a quick second, just to reiterate some of Jesus' words. Verse 39, he says, And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who seeks the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. We talked about God's will being done a few weeks ago. No, last week we spoke about his will being done. His will, church, God's will is that all of us who believe in Jesus, all of us, all of us, Every human being that looks to the Son and believes in Him would have eternal life. That's His will. That's His desire. And so if you're watching this right now, and maybe you're watching it because somebody sent you the link and somebody's making you, maybe, maybe your family member sat you down next to them and they're like, you watch this. And you're thinking, oh my goodness. You don't yet believe in Jesus. I'm actually going to just tell you that God's desire, His will, is that you would get to know him, that you would believe in Jesus, that you would live the life he's called you to live. Or maybe you're sat there watching going, you know what, Adrian, I've never been to church and I've, I've never given my life to Jesus. I've, I don't even know what that means, but actually I, I, I do believe. There's something bubbling inside of you right now, even as I'm speaking to you, that you're kind of going, hold on, I believe in Jesus. And you know what? That's God's will, and I want to invite you to call us and get in touch with us and find a friend who knows Jesus and, and pray together and give your life to Him because that is the best decision that you can make. 
but it also sits in God's will that anybody, whoever we are, if we get to know Jesus and we love him and we follow him and we believe in him, we would have eternal life. God wants us to believe in Jesus. He wants us to live in unity with him. He wants us to be together in in all things. He longs for you to be with him. Please hear that. He wants you. On pause. Jesus teaches us to pray for our daily bread, our daily time with him. Are, 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 there, are, are, we, are we having time with devotionals? Are we having our daily prayers? We have to ask the questions. Are we coming to God daily? Are we listening to him daily? Are we letting him feed us daily? You see, Jesus is teaching us to daily come to God to let him feed us. Not just physically, not just for our physical provision, which he is also implying, but also for the spiritual provision. Daily. During this time, I I really want to encourage you. I I really want to emphasize my encouragement. That you would take out time daily to pray. And for some of you, that is a no-brainer. You're already doing it. And you know what? Praise God. More of that. Keep pushing in. And I pray that as you meet with him, he would speak over you amazingly. But for some of us, that might not be in reality. Some of us watching might be thinking, hold on a second. I don't have daily prayers. I kind of pray on a Sunday and, and I pray on a Wednesday when I join in and I nip it in and out. Can I encourage you to daily Carve out time to read your Bible. You'll hear more of His voice come through because God's spoken through His Word. We live off of the words of God. Guess what? The Word of God is the Bible. Can I encourage you to spend time in silence listening to how He might be speaking into your life to guide you for what is yet to come? Can I encourage you to spend time trusting God? trusting him as a good good father to be with you to encourage you to as a good good father provide for you can i encourage you to seek his provision for your daily necessities but also that you would not just live on the bread alone but on the very words of god That you would spend time reading your Bible, absorbing it, devouring it. That you would spend time listening to God. Not just for the big prayers in life, but for the small daily ones as well. And I can promise you that as you seek Him more frequently, as you seek Him more intimately, more intentionally, that God will speak into your life. That He will whisper the gentle, amazing small whispers and it will be brilliant and glorious. I can promise you that as you seek Him more and more, daily, repeatedly, don't just do it once a day, do it twice, three times, carve out as much time as you can. Right now you might be on lockdown, have loads of time, spend it with God. And I can promise you that as you do, as you dwell in his presence, as you carve out space to listen, your life will be transformed and you will be fed in ways that you never even imagined were possible. Can I encourage you, church? Can I encourage you to pray, give us today our daily bread? Let's pray.